You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Back with Inside Purple and Gold. Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani here, Odyssey's new Vikings podcast. Uh, please follow, like, subscribe to the pod. You'll catch all the ep- episodes, all the action as we move slowly through the preseason here and and then kind of hit overdrive as we head into the regular season prep next week. Dane, this is it. This is this is the final like preseason game. This is the end of your nightmare uh, that is NFL preseason football. You wrote a column on how much the NFL preseason stinks. I want to let you air out some of your grievances here as well. Maybe just kind of let it all out. Um, I'll add my thoughts as well, and then we can just move on and we can pretend that the preseason didn't exist after this weekend. But go ahead. The floor is yours. Um, Why do you despise exhibition football so much? The preseason is stupid. It's dumb. It's maybe my least favorite thing that exists in all of professional sports, the preseason of the NFL specifically. And it's, it's like, it's not twofold. It's like tenfold. Like there are so many things I dislike about this exhibition football slate, but I think most of it, if not all of it is it starts and stops with like the hot takes that get created because of it. Like remember two weeks ago and people thought they should trade Alexander Madison because Ty Chandler rushed like the ball well five times. Like that is preseason in a nutshell. And that is why it's stupid. Like that, the fact that we are so like online now that anytime something happens that is remotely interesting in a preseason game, which by nature is not interesting at all. Like anytime anything happens, we have to create a, like, what does this mean now? Oh my God. Like Myron Mitchell caught six passes during this preseason game for the Vikings. Like is Adam Thielen's job on the line? Like, no, none of it matters at all. And, and more than that, like the fact that, teams have started to not play their starters, not play important players is proof that I think NFL coaches, NFL front offices understand that none of this matters at all. And if you are a fan of a football team who has a, a regime smart enough not to play their, their starters, you should feel good about that because the only good thing that can happen is that they come away healthy. The bad thing that they can happen is that they get hurt in this meaningless football game playing against a bunch of guys who probably won't be in the NFL in five years anyway. So my rant is over. It's I could go on and on and on and on, but we won't bore the listeners with that. Everyone I hope you're on the same page as me. Like, let's get Saturday's game over with. No one even cares about that game. The starters will not play. I'm not even sure some of the backups will play in that game because you want to get to September 11th as soon as possible. And the fact that the preseason is coming to an end means the regular season is coming soon, which is great for me, for you, for everyone. 
I'm glad you brought up the idea of starters not playing because that wasn't always the case. Um, preseason football used to be actually kind of worth watching in that you get a lot of starters on starters for in game one, it might've been like two or three drives in game two. It was like a quarter and a half in game three. It was sometimes into the third quarter. And then in the fourth game um, back when there were four games for everyone, that's when none of the starters would play. And some teams still would play their starters like a series. Um, it, it's gone away from that. And back then, then it was worth watching just as a fan of football growing up. Um, hey, you know, if I get to go on game three, I was really excited for game three. Watch my favorite team starters play a half of football. Awesome. I want to see how they look. And you would actually gauge real strong opinions off that. Uh, you know, how did they look against this team for two quarters? That's going to be a good base for what they're going to look like this year. Um, so there were probably like that was probably the world of even more overreactions. Uh, I can't imagine what people would be saying about that now. Uh, the fact that we don't see any starters for a good bulk of teams. I mostly always just feel bad for the fans, not necessarily the ones watching at home on TV. You're kind of making that choice. Uh, the people who are in attendance, um, you know, like it, it's, it's one way I guess to like get your kid in the door um, for probably a cheaper price to watch an NFL game, but it's just not a good product. Like you're not seeing any of their favorite players. Like I, it's 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 such a watered down thing like i just i don't see too much of the intrigue of it it's like okay the chiefs and i agree with you i if i was an nfl head coach i would not play my starters at all either but like the chiefs will go out there and patrick mahomes will play two series throws two touchdown passes that would make it worth it i think as a like a young fan to okay i watched patrick mahomes i watched him go do his thing for you know, a quarter. And that, that was fun. Uh, Minnesota, you watched Kellen Mond and Sean Manning this preseason uh, and the offense not move the ball and not recognize like anybody on the field. So that I think like it, it just looks like such a money grab uh, for the NFL, even more so than ever before that you can still pay for parking, pay for high concessions, pay for high ticket prices all to watch this terrible product that really like, I don't think NFL teams value it very much. I wonder how many decisions are actually being made based off of what the preseason game looks like versus when they watch these guys go rep after rep, after rep, after rep every single day in training camp. I would have to think that most of the decisions are kind of made. Like most of the opinions are had and they're not like, I guess Tommy did make a pick there. Uh, maybe he's better than we thought. I just don't think that exists. I don't think teams value it at all. I really think it's become just a box you have to check for the NFL's sake uh, to make sure the bottom line looks good. And that's kind of a shame. And at the, this point, like, let's dump it down to two. Uh, but I know they're not going to do that. They let's only dump it down to zero. Right. I mean, I'm just going <laughs> off of, like, the NFL checkbook. I know they only dumped one game off because they added a regular mm -hmm. season game. Um, they're certainly not going to dump it down to two with no – uh, way to make up recoup those funds anywhere else but it really has become kind of a sham um, and that's too bad um, not to say that there should have been a, a legitimate thing before but it was it was um, and teams almost wisened up which like quote unquote wrecked it but good for the teams bad for the fans um, it's it's the whole idea of preseason is silly um, but we see it in every single sport, uh, but football, one where they only play so many games to start with in a sport with 82 games. Sure. Preseason makes sense in a sport with 18 where you're already worried about everybody getting hurt. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why are we doing it again uh, and again? I, I love that this has turned into Dane's rant. Jace's rant was better. <laughs> Jace was didn't longer. even know he had a rant. No. He didn't even know he had a rant in him. He just no, got himself going. You could, and all of a sudden, yeah. one thing everyone will learn tracks. is yeah, Jace can Jace can talk, and when you get Jace going, he can talk, and he had something to say. So bravo to your rant, Jace. Better than mine. One thing to note, like. Yeah, starters used to play. Brett Favre, when he was like 50 years old back in 2010, threw 27 passes in the preseason. Like, yeah, I, they used seriously. to play all the time. So Donovan I, McNabb played in the preseason. Like, that's crazy. You'll see why, Dane, and I looked these things up here in like two or three minutes, but we were looking up previous quarterback stats from preseason, and oh my gosh, these guys played a ton. I mean, like when I say they went into the third quarter, like, yeah, they went into the third quarter and and they were playing in almost every single game. Like they were getting more than a game's worth of snaps in the preseason, which is absurd. I mean, like Brett Favre. Brett Favre. How, he's how coming off Brett a Favre? broken, like dead foot leg because yeah. because of the, of the yeah, bounty game. His, like and and they were like playing the preseason, Brett. Like what? No, I mean everyone should have been doing the Brett Favre. Actually, I think I'm retired um, until the last minute. Everyone should have been doing that. It's the Tom Brady. Uh, I'm going to go be on the mask singer. Like I'm not going to participate in training camp preseason. That's for sure. Like crazy that, that, that this was even, even it's crazy that it was a thing for so long, but e- like even back then you would think like some of these veterans got, got to graduate from preseason, but they didn't, they didn't. Not really. No. I mean, I even like Adrian Peterson, they would just milk him down uh, to the point where we'd be like, okay, he's going to get three carries. And then he would inevitably house one of those three. And then it would be like, okay, he's done. Uh, we've seen him oh, ready for the, he's ready for the regular season now. Like, yeah, right. I mean, players would campaign for touches too sometimes. And it was, I think because like the rest of your team is playing. I know that it was like Jared Goff did that with Detroit this year. Like, Oh, okay. All the offensive line is playing. Well then I'm playing. I want to be out there with my guys. That's silly logic, and the coaches have to nip that in the bud. But um, I think that was the case a lot of times. Like, if we're going to play most of the starters, then I'm playing too. Uh, and it led to, uh, frankly, fewer injuries than I would have guessed, um, just given <laughs> yeah. you know what, what could have happened. All right, let's do one ode to the preseason before we bury it um, with Minnesota's <laughs> final game Saturday. We were looking up stats of previous preseasons because we wanted to pick out our favorite random quarterbacks. Maybe not even random, but just kind of like the QB heroes uh, that have come through Vikings years of old um, in the past. Dane, you had first pick. You, we each picked two. You picked first and third. I picked second and last. I just want that known because my fourth one kind of stinks, but all the good ones are taken. Uh, but go ahead and lead us off. My first pick in our preseason All-Stars draft Joe Webb. And I think so. anyone who knows me probably would have thought I would have gone somewhere different. And, and yeah. you could probably, that kind of teases who Jace went with second. But like Joe Webb, I think you forget about how great of a preseason player he was. Electric. He was amazing. Electric. He was amazing. I looked up his stats. 
in 2010 when he was drafted, sixth round pick. 190 passing yards, three touchdowns, 126 rushing yards. 126 11. rushing yards from a quarterback yeah. in the preseason. 2000, 2011, 213 passing yards, no touchdowns, 102 rushing yards. Led the team in rushing again. 2012, 199 passing yards, 95 rushing yards. I think he was edged by Matt Asiata, or he would have led the team in, in rushing yards again in, in 2012. And this is three preseasons in. And, th- Jace, this is why I drafted him first overall. 2013, not even a quarterback anymore. Nope. Led the team with 10 receptions and 65 receiving yards. The dude was a freaking preseason all-star. And you know what? I think if more play people like Joe Webb existed, I would actually love the preseason. If we just got to watch a bunch of Joe Webbs run around out there, I would think the preseason is great entertainment, but we don't. Joe Webb is someone we should never forget as Vikings fans. Like he was a quarterback for three years. And then they were like, I don't know, just do something else here. Go be a receiver. And he was like, all right, I'm just going to lead the team and catch us this preseason. Dane, the guy like had started regular season games for Minnesota. (laughs) And then he bombed the playoff game so badly that on the spot, (laughs) his final like reps at quarterback were in an NFL playoff game. (laughs) Like it's, and I don't blame him. Nobody should blame him. The Vikings written the stupidest play, like the scheme ever, like not running read option every single play. Um, they did that in the first drive and scored and then just totally went away from it. It was it was a disastrous coaching performance. But Joe Webb, like the Vikings have never had that dual threat quarterback in recent years. That is so much fun to watch. Like it's just been kind of statue, statue, statue. Teddy had mobility, but like was a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of pocket passers. So like Joe Webb gave everybody that taste of what it is like to watch a quarterback where literally anything could happen on any play, good or bad. And it was awesome. So the preseason was a great chance to show it. And then we got to see it in like Philadelphia on a Tuesday night in a nationally televised game. We got to see it on like a Monday night game where Brett Favre had a concussion in TCF fake stadiums, frost field. Uh, we saw a lot of different weird stages where Joe Webb was suddenly on the national spotlight, but preseason, he was an all-star for sure. I'm going with the one that every Vikings fan probably thought of when we brought up this topic. Uh, Kyle Sloter. Bang. Will forever live uh, in Vikings lore as the guy that, the team was often down um, in the third or fourth quarters of games. Kyle Sloter would come in and inevitably lead touchdown drives, put the team in front and win the game. I mean, here are his numbers again. Like, I know everybody knows they were good. But in 2018, 41 for 56, 366 yards and four touchdowns. Like, an incredible game. That was mm-hmm. his preseason numbers that year. 2019, 39 for 51, 443 yards and four touchdowns. We touched on it. Like the fact that somebody like that can literally shred these second or third team defenses, basically like they weren't there. Like there was air. Um, it seemed like everybody he was hitting was three yards open <laughs> and it, it just, just marching down the field um, as if it was like a high, good high school team versus a bad high school team. Um, it, it makes you think every quarterback should do that. Um, you watch him then play like in the USFL and it's not that clean, <laughs> not even close to no. it. Uh, but that guy, when, when the NFL preseason lights came on, no matter how awful he looked in practice the week prior, uh, something clicked and he was able to make all the easy throws and move the team down the field and looked like the greatest quarterback who'd ever touched a football. Um, Kyle Slaughter, obviously it's been too recent to forget you now, but I don't think we'll ever forget you. That was my favorite thing about Kyle Slaughter is that like 
we all know Mike Zimmer did not like Kirk Cousins by the end of his regime, but he never liked Kyle Sloter because he, like, as it turns out, was not a very good quarterback. Like, all obviously looked bad in practice. But when the lights came on, dude lit it up in the preseason, and that just had to grind Mike Zimmer's gears, like, to no end. The fact that the guy that he sees stink when they go out there and play against other third stringers and fourth stringers, and they're basically just playing backyard football, tears it up so much that people are calling for him to be the backup, to be the star. I, I mean, there were some people who were crazy, like, maybe he should start. Like, look how good he is in the fourth quarter. Like, that had to just bug Mike Zimmer, but it, it, it always gave me a chuckle that, like, as bad as this guy is, as much as you want him to fail, he will not fail. He, like... The reporters had to ask about Slaughter after these performances because, like, it's all fans are talking about. The quotes from Zimmer were always like, eh. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. care. I, basically, like, I didn't watch. You know, like, I, I closed my eyes for those two quarters. But it was it was amazing. Mike, he just threw for 600 yards and six touchdowns. What do you think? Nah. No. no. We'll, we'll, no. we'll have to go back at the tape and look at yeah. it. He did no. some good things. I don't know. Thought to improve Some on. good, some bad. Uh, my, my third pick or my second pick in, in the – the third pick in the draft with Taylor Heineke, um, a guy who's still floating around in the NFL started games for Washington last year is one of the better backups. Honestly, if the Vikings could have him as their backup, they'd feel really, really good. Right. Um, came into, came into the league in, in 2015 undrafted. All he did was throw for 512 yards in the preseason, two touchdowns, make the team basically use the preseason to make the team. He spent all of 2015 as the third string quarterback back when I think Similar to how teams used to play their their starters in, in the preseason, teams almost always kept three quarterbacks up until recently. It's only recently gone down to two quarterbacks, I feel like. Taylor Heineke in, in 2015 was the third-string quarterback the whole year. They just kept him on the roster. And the thing about Taylor Heineke that stands out more than his 512 yards in the 2015 preseason is that dude should have been the backup quarterback in the 2016 season. And he maybe even was going to be the starter that season because that was the season that Teddy blew his knee out, right? Taylor Heineke was so good in the preseason, turned so many heads over the course of, you know, the reps that he got to see in practice as that third stringer that year in in 2015 and went into minicamp in 2016 as like, this is your job, dude. Then... He locked himself out of his house sometime in between friend's house sometime in between mini camp and training camp. And in order to get back into the house, he kicked a window and like just severed a bunch of tendons in his foot. And like, I don't think he played for like two years after that. Um, So that even, even more than that, like the fact that he was able to like carve out a career, like awesome because he literally kicked glass and, and there are theories about like what actually happened, but like yeah, I'm gonna sure. go with the I'm gonna go with that he actually locked himself Official out of the report. house, yeah, and and kicked the glass and just bloodied his foot and was like, well, I guess I'm not the backup this year, and he wasn't he wasn't the backup, but he'll always kind of live, in, you know, in my head as like this guy who went up and lit it up and then just immediately tanked his chances of being a backup quarterback by doing something so silly. Uh, another reason why this year's training camp is boring. Nobody has kicked glass and severed any <laughs> no. tendons. Um, 
or anything like that, frankly. Nobody that we know of has had to break back into a into a building. Uh, Heineke, like that first year, I just remembered him as like, that dude was laying it all out on the field. Like he was diving for pylons, everything. He looked like he was playing for his job in the NFL and he performed mm-hmm. like it um, and he showed out because of it. And yeah, like what could have been here? Um, because he, he looked like, yeah, certainly he was the backup in Washington last year, thrust into duty because Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt in like one quarter. Uh, but you know, he, he looks like a guy who's like in that range of like 30th to 40th best NFL quarterbacks. Um, so he's definitely carved out a nice career. And But yeah, that that is quite the transition um, to go from like, oh, back of quarterback to what did you do? Like it's it's one heck of a way to essentially end your tenure here. All right. I'm going to be honest. There were only three good names. Uh, you could go with guys like Sage Rosenfels, but way too much of a legitimate quarterback to pick um, for, for these spots. But he had excellent numbers here every time when when given the opportunity uh, to play preseason snaps. I want to just note this, but Teddy Bridgewater was like dominant at preseason football. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly like the first year as a rookie was in more of a backup role. And then in his starting reps too, like he was a really good preseason player. Uh, but not going to pick either one of those guys, obviously. Just going to throw out names that people maybe recall. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, who Ugh. in 2012 was horrendous. Um, 18 for 13 <laughs> for a touchdown and two interceptions. Turned things around in 2013. 33 for 52 and two touchdowns. Uh, MBT, uh, just one of those names that you kind of remember fondly. And then you look back at what he did and you're like, that was it? Um, yeah, that, that was what he's, that was him. Um now he's a quarterback for the Toronto Argonauts. So he's still playing in the CFL, albeit. But uh, yeah, a heck of a run from a McLeod Bethel-Thompson here in Minnesota. I'm really sorry that you you, you got stuck with McLeod Bethel-Thompson. I was looking so hard for a better name. I really was. And I didn't think anything between, like, between journeymen and legitimate quarterbacks, there was no in-between there. Like, there was McLeod was the best name because I at least kind of remembered his stint here. Um, yeah. He he was an all star simply because he had three names and you remember. Correct. Like, yes, one thousand memorable. Yep. Did you? Okay. I I was doing the same thing. I was looking up these names because of because of this little, you know, stick we did. I think I found the most random name. Did Did you okay. find any more random names? And then I'll, I'll I'll end us on this one. I don't think you're gonna say this one, but maybe you will. Well, I didn't. So I understand the assignment of what was the most random name I saw. Uh, but I don't think so. Um, I mostly just looked back at like the, there was the most random, but then like Mitch Leidner still doing it was still like, yeah, my, okay. that was my name. Um, because that was still he the was most driving random bite thing squad, Chase. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, driving bite squad and then gets called in to basically play for the majority of a preseason game for the Vikings. I'm um, in game four. And this is somebody who, Gophers fans were entirely sick of watching play football. Um, and now he what, plays a game for the Vikings. Like that was an absurd story uh, because I couldn't believe it. I don't think anybody could believe it when the news came out. Not the most random name I saw whatsoever. There were a few more random ones, but that one I just thought had to be noted. But go ahead. Yeah, Mitch Leidner, before I go to mine, like he he wasn't even that good of a college quarterback. No, so the fact that no, the team was no, like, no. And he actually got all, most of his reps in that fourth preseason game, if not yeah. all of his reps. I think that's when he got like, signed, which is before the fourth game. Which is like proof positive that you did not need that fourth preseason game. But like, yeah. dude was 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 driving bite squad, and and then all of a sudden he was playing against, I think, the Miami Dolphins in, in the fourth preseason game at U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, my most random out there name, 
2018, the Vikings signed a guy named Peter Pujols. Yeah, I knew you were from, going with this one. P- I don't from, know. Pujols, Pujols. Pujols? Pujols? Like, I'm glad you didn't say him because I did a little research on Peter Pujols. He went to Holy Cross. I think he played a little bit of, of football after that. Um, but he has a LinkedIn. And Peter Pujols is now an account executive in Boston, Massachusetts, working for some sort of uh, healthcare firm. So he actually has NFL football player on his LinkedIn um, from 2018 in April to January, 2020. He played for the Minnesota Vikings. He also has that he played for the Atlanta legends of the AAF. And then he, he was in a rookie mini camp. Alliance with of American Chicago football. Bears. Yep. The AAF um, Peter Pujols now uh, just working a regular job like everyone else. Um, he is by far the most random name the Vikings have ever trotted out on the field. He went one for one. He's 100% completion percentage. So good on you. Nobody can ever take that from you. All right. A uh, little fun note just to end preseason on. We will talk a little bit about uh, Saturday's game if there's any notes from it as we move forward. But frankly, we're going to move forward more with like previewing the regular season from here. Uh, Things we like, uh, big picture things, looking at the offense, looking at the defense, looking at what the expectation should be for this year, what the expectation should be for Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, all that stuff that actually matters. Um, we're looking forward to getting into starting Sunday, frankly. Um, we will touch a little bit on, like I said, the preseason game, what we think of Nick Mullins and his limited action. But it's going to be largely here, like what I said on September 11th, both for the Vikings and for this podcast. So come back in, tune in, subscribe. Uh, Inside Purple and Gold will have everything you need to know about this season, about that game, game one, as we move into it. Uh, but enjoy the final preseason game if you tune in. Uh, we'll certainly watch as well. Uh, for Dane Mizutani, I'm Jace Frederick. This has been Inside Purple and Gold. Thanks so much. Goodbye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 